blood moon has risen. It is time to tell stories of the strange and sometimes terrifying. A black cat brings us a true story. A vampire bat bites into a tall tail. An owl flies in a story from another world. This is Blood Moon Podcast. I'm your Blood Moon host, Andrew Carey. If you have a strange story or experience you want brought to life, please submit it at bloodmoonpodcast.com. Now it is time to turn off the lights and burn the candles. Meandra is back with a terrifying black cat story. She has been visited by a diabolical entity known as the Hag. to this place I was living with my mother because I went through a divorce after a long marriage. When I first moved into this unit, I had bad dreams and couldn't sleep all the way through until the morning. When I went to my bedroom, I found a cooler than the rest of the house. On the left-hand side of my bed is a huge window, and to the right is a bathroom that runs directly out of my bedroom, and I keep the window shut. The first time I saw the hag, I couldn't move. I was so scared. She was short, wide, dark, and was sitting at the end of my bed, pulling my quilt. I couldn't talk out loud. In my head, I just kept repeating, until she left. She didn't come every night, but when she did, I felt ill. I felt scared and unable to fight her off. I googled hags and saw various pictures of them, 
I found one that resembled a hag that kept pulling my quilt. Why do these hags visit us? Is it their intention to scare us? Why was she pulling at my quilt? My neighbors have told me that a previous tenant died in the bathroom. He fell and hit his head. I do not know if this is the reason I have visitors in this unit. I have seen spirits since I was a young girl, such as my father and uncle, but not scary ones like this hag. I know it's real because when I wake up, my quilt is always at the end of my bed where I had seen the hag. I know I'm not alone. I've read other stories online where people have had similar experiences. I've started Rook's cleansing ritual, and I feel confident it will get rid of my unwanted visitor. In the meantime, I'm going to continue researching hags and try to figure out why I'm being targeted. Welcome back. An owl flies in with a disturbing account of strange entities, disembodied voices, UFOs, and a missing person. The story is called They Wanted Rivellino. Brazilian mining prospector Rivelino Mafra de Silva was on his way home in Duas Pontes. It was evening time when he came upon his property and made a startling discovery. Two little beings were digging a hole into the ground. Rivelino quietly approached the strange beings, 
However, he was detected, and the beings ran off into the wilderness. A red glow emanated from where the beings had disappeared. A hat-like object rose up, rocketed into the sky, and vanished from sight. Two nights later, Rivellino and his 12-year-old son, Raimundo, sat on the dirt floor of their small home. All was quiet while they warmed themselves next to a fire. His younger boys were sleeping in bed. Rivellino lost his wife the year before, and the responsibility of taking care of his youngest sons fell to Raimundo. Secluded from major cities, this family had very little connection to the outside world. While drifting off to sleep, Raimundo was startled by the sounds of footsteps. The paces of the steps quickened as Raimundo called for his father. Rivellino woke up, lit a candle, and what the glow revealed stunned them into silence. A shadow with inhuman features was floating in the room. The shadow looked at Raimundo. Then it crawled over to his sleeping brothers. Its movements gave the appearance that it had four legs. It seemed to examine his brothers as if it was looking for someone. After a few moments, the shadow went into the kitchen and Rivellino cautiously followed it. The shadow seemingly crossed into another room and vanished through a wall. Suddenly a voice said, This one looks like Rivellino. In response, the father of three demanded that the intruder identify itself. After a minute of silence, the voice asked, Are you Rivellino? Yes, that is my name, replied Rivellino. Again, there was silence. Rivellino and Raimundo went back to bed and began to hear voices. These voices threatened that Rivellino was going to die. Stricken with fear, Rivellino and Raimundo began to pray. The voices remarked that there would be no help for him. Father and son remained awake through the night. At six in the morning, Raimundo intended to go secure his father's horse from a nearby field. He opened the door, but never stepped outside. Waiting for him were two sphere-like objects that hovered two meters above the ground. They were positioned side by side and were only a few meters from the door. One sphere was black while the other sphere was black and white. Both had antenna-like protrusions 
and a fire that flickered through an opening. The fearful 12-year-old called for his father. Rivellino ran to the doorway and he couldn't comprehend what he was seeing. What is this? In response, the spheres rotated their antennas away from the door. He ordered his son to stay away from the floating spheres. As Rivellino walked towards the objects, the spheres merged together to form a larger object. The object began to rotate while discharging yellow smoke, resulting in a dust storm that enveloped Rivellino. Raimundo ran into the storm looking for his father. An acrid odor invaded his nostrils, and his sight was impaired by yellow mist. He called for his father, but there was no response. When the spiral of dust cleared, Rivellino and the object were gone. A circular clearing was all that was left. Confused and terrified, Raimundo ran around the property in search of his father. There were no footprints and no tracks. The local police began their investigation the day of Rivellino's disappearance. Raimundo was questioned by the authorities as well as examined by a psychiatrist. Despite the wild nature of the story, the psychiatrist concluded that Raimundo was in good mental health, and the police did not find contradicting evidence. What the 12-year-old boy didn't know was that there was another witness. Across town, Antonia Roca watched two ball-shaped objects circle over Rivellino's home and then fly away. We have another black hat story. This one is about a hunter scouting new ground, only to discover that something else is on the hunt. Long ago during the summer, Shane, a seasoned hunter, scouted a new area. 
and settled where an oak flat joined a swamp. It was an open area except for a grove of palmetto trees and brush that extended from the swamp to the oak trees. The hunter found a suitable oak tree to build his stand. He climbed into the oak tree and built a platform about 15 feet above the ground. After constructing the platform, Shane dumped out some feed to attract game and then left the area. Two weeks later, he went back to the area before daylight. The feed was gone, indicating that wild hogs were close by. He climbed into the platform and patiently sat in the dark. Suddenly, he was overwhelmed by the feeling that he was being watched. He had spent his entire life hunting and camping, but never felt this sensation. Anxiety began to take hold. He never saw or heard any animals. Around mid-morning, he decided to climb down from the tree when a crash split the silence. Shane caught a glimpse of something large running through the palmettos. The creature looked like a huge brown dog, roughly the size of a man. It crashed through the thicket, into the swamp water, and disappeared. The hunter told himself it was deer, and then drove back home. Shane returned later that afternoon, still ruminating over the strange experience of that morning. He returned to his tree stand. Again, everything was quiet. After sitting for an hour, a faint splash could be heard. The hunter initially thought that hogs were crossing the swamp. As the splashing got louder, he began to get nervous in a way he never felt before. He soon realized what he thought were hogs turned out to be one creature. Shane knew the water was waist deep, yet this creature was picking up its feet clear out of the water as it walked. When it got within a hundred yards, he could clearly hear the creature as it entered the thicket. It moved slowly and stayed out of sight on his blind side. As it got closer to the edge of the thicket, Shane was now looking down his gun barrel. It moved another ten yards, and then it went eerily quiet. Every now and then, the hunter thought he heard movement as if this unknown beast was sneaking in on its prey. Darkness began to fall, and the hunter was shaking with fear. He summoned the courage to get up and walk out before the last rays of sunlight disappeared. It wasn't until his drive home did he realize that he left his bag hanging on a nail at the tree stand. Two days later, 
At midday, Shane returns to the swamp to retrieve his bag. This time, he carried a shotgun, which brought the hunter a sense of security. When he was about 35 yards from the stand, he looked up to find that the entire stand was missing. In utter disbelief, Shane looked around and found scratch marks on the tree bark, as if claws ripped the platform out of the tree. Surprisingly, his bag was still hanging on the nail. Shane never returned to the area after making that discovery. Years after the encounter, the swamp and its surrounding area was developed into a new suburban neighborhood. The blood moon is setting. Thank you, Meandra, for sharing your story. You can read the original account of Scouted at survivalistboards.com. The link is in the show's notes. Sources for They Wanted Rivellino include APRO Bulletin September 1962 issue, Passport to Magonia by Jacques Vallée, and BrazilianUFOarchives.com. Please subscribe, leave a review, and tell your friends and family about Blood Moon Podcast. It'll keep the black cats, vampire bats, and owls happy. Thank you for listening.